Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Carolina Patriot uh, starting this day off. Very cold here in the upstate of South Carolina. 27 degrees, it's reading on the uh, back porch barometer, I guess you'd like to call it. Before I left the house a while ago. Anyway, today, let's just go ahead and dive right into it. The fallout from the Silent Sam Monument being removed from the University of North Carolina. <clears throat> also, there was a judge in the state of Alabama that ruled the Alabama essentially Heritage Protection Act, or whatever you'd like to call that, uh, void. So he did not rule in favor of us. But a judge in the case up there in Virginia involving Charlottesville did rule in our favor. And actually, he had uh, ruled in our favor a couple times before this. Just this, this kind of news doesn't ever really get out. And also what I want to talk about today is the smaller heritage organizations. So, let's get started. Uh, yesterday, as, as many of you know, or night before, yesterday, Sunday night about 10 o'clock or so, uh, the UNC Chancellor had already ordered the removal of the Silent Sam Monument. And they came out and they took it down in the middle of the night. Just like that's the same MO they have followed in New Orleans and, and Virginia. And, you know, everywhere else they've done this. They wait till the middle of the night where they know our people are in the bed because we're not insane. Like the left. And they come and take it down. Alright, so now that there's been a very big backlash on behalf of, well, I really don't know who it is. I don't know if it's, uh, if every single person that's griping on social media about it is members of the SCV or not. I don't know if they're flaggers. I don't know what their deal is, but there's a lot of people griping about it. And it's got some response from some former executive council members or committee members, whatever it's called. Uh, drawing his ire and that's okay I do believe that people in men that are members of the SCV I do believe that they have a right to know exactly what's going on you don't gotta know our plan but they need to know what we're gonna do about it unfortunately now and then when I say this Remember, I'm saying it as a South Carolinian. I don't live in North Carolina. I'm not a member of the North Carolina division. I know some people up that way. And I also know from experience that the North Carolina division, very similar to the South Carolina division, is very hushy-hush. They don't like doing things publicly or transparently. They like doing things behind closed doors and behind the scenes just as they did in 2013 regarding Silent Sam Monument protest that was put on by a uh, Reverend Barber of the NAACP up there in Charlotte. So they like handling things privately. So yesterday, their big move was they put a statement out. Now, they might have, like I said, I don't know, I'm not in that division, but they might have uh, other tactics in mind, other 
plans in action right now as we speak. I can't speak for it because I'm not a member of that division. I don't have intel on that. But if history has shown us anything, it is that the statement is probably about as uh, statement is about as bold as it's going to get on their behalf. They're not going to really do anything. You want to know the truth? Uh, now I might be wrong, but I'm willing to bet right now that. The Silent Sam Memorial, even though it was taken out against the state law, it won't be put back. And there won't be any recourse for it not going back. And we won't hear anything out of the North Carolina Division beyond the statement they issued yesterday. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they got some uh, good leaders up there that are willing to fight back, but I don't know. But one thing I've noticed since 2015 actually going back to 2012 but really starting in 2015 is that it seems like we in the SCV we are always caught with the deer in the headlights look when something like this transpires now I know a lot of people are going to say well we have plans and plans in motion and all that or, and they'll come up with the excuse that we have to have money. Well, I'm going ahead and I, it, I don't care if this hurts anybody's feelings or makes anybody angry. It's free to stand on a public street. You just have to find the men willing to do it. I've done it before. You go on YouTube, Google uh, the protest at the South Carolina uh, State House, June 27, 2015. I'm right there in the middle of it. There's an interview I've done with uh, several news outlets, uh, their local live news, uh, USA Today, MSNBC, the, lib you know, the liberal media was there, and I had to do interviews with them. But it's on YouTube. Just go search my name. So I'm not asking people to do anything that I haven't already done or anything I do now. I'm asking my brothers in the uh, SCV to let's do this. Let's just get the show on the road. Enough with the statements. Uh, enough with, uh, with the uh, politically correct versions of defense. Let's just go with it. Now, let's have a... Let's do the same thing our enemy does. Let's go to the state legislator and let's protest. People say you can catch more flies with honey than you can vinegar. Well, this, I've also heard that the squeaky wheel always gets the most oil. So let's be the squeaky wheel and maybe they'll take care of us. Either way, it's not as bad out there as we think it is. All hope isn't lost. It could be. It might be one day. But as of today it's not which leads us into the next one I was going to bring up today the issue of uh, <clears throat> well the smaller heritage groups I see a lot of these smaller heritage groups all over social media 
and a lot of them flag. A lot of them, uh, you know, forward the colors, whatever you like to call it. But my question for them is, with the exception of about two of them, where are they at on this going on in North Carolina? Now, I know we have, like I said, I know we got at least two little heritage, small independent heritage organizations uh, up in North Carolina that was monitoring this situation. But I'd like to know their plans privately. You don't have to call in to the podcast or leave a voicemail or anything like that. Uh, I'd like, I'll give you my, I'm going to put out my email here in a minute and people can email me. But other than, I'd like to know their plans because everybody keeps talking about what's the SCV going to do? What's the SCV going to accomplish? What is their plan? And my question is for the smaller independent ones, what is your plan? Now, I'm not trying to start up a war amongst a movement or anything, but I think it's all time we all, we all, everyone in the movement, take a step back and kind of just look around and say, yeah, no one's really pulling their weight, are they? If you look at some of these uh, flaggings that have happened at Silent Sam over the past few months, it's pretty much the same people every time. We have the same pretty much group of people representing the entire South and all of our Confederate ancestors flag. That's just shameful. And part of the problem is because the heritage organizations, either they have this in their mind that there's boundaries and that they can't go to North Carolina to flag without being asked by a heritage organization in North Carolina to go do it. Or, they, you know, everybody's waiting, or some of them, let me rephrase, not everybody, but some heritage, smaller heritage organizations waiting on the sons of Confederate veterans to tell them, let's go protest, flag, rally, whatever you like to call it. Unfortunately, this day and age, people have to really take it on themselves to do it. Don't wait for anyone in the SCV to say, oh, we're going to have a protest, a flag rally, a flagging, whatever. Don't wait for a smaller heritage organization to invite you. Just go do it. It's, no, it's not against the law. And let me break it down for people, for especially for the smaller heritage operations out there. If you got something going on in North Carolina and you're from South Carolina or Tennessee, it is something's going on in North Carolina, you say, I'm going to go to that section of North Carolina and I'm going to flag. We're going to have a flag rally in Charlotte. Go. And if you start getting hateful phone calls or emails from smaller heritage operation or from another 
smaller heritage operation that's from North Carolina saying, yeah, you're encroaching on our territory. Let them know that the Confederacy, the Confederate heritage, knows no bounds. There's no border of where a heritage operation can exist or where it can operate. You're free to operate, you're free to flag anywhere you want to. And I'll tell you what, to me, what it sounds like when I hear these things being said. It sounds like a bunch of excuses so everyone can sit around and do nothing and then blame the SCV, the UDC, or whoever. We have to guard against that. We have to not allow ourselves to get drugged down into the muck and mire ourselves down with that kind of BS. But, you know, that goes back to everybody getting along. Everybody putting down their, their sword, so to speak, and stop fighting at each other. We're on the same side. <sighs> Sometimes in this movement... It's better sometimes just to do it. Just pick up your flag or whatever you, you know your your political weapon of choice is, and just go do it. Just go wild. Go flag where you want to flag. Go protest where you want to go protest. Don't ask for forgiveness and don't apologize for it. So the solution to uh, all this that's going on in, in, in North Carolina, Virginia, and everywhere else is simple. I mean, folks, we've been, I've been preaching it every, every episode. We need to be organized as a whole. And I really would wish, and I, I, and I think it's happening. I don't want people to misconstrue my words. But it is a prayer of mine. And I do believe it's happening that the SCV take charge and lead the way for everyone in the movement. I believe we have some good men that are stepping up, uh, becoming leaders in our movement, and they're affecting change. And it's positive. You know, you can have change that is negative. Who wants that? We had that for eight years, remember? But what really irks me is the people that are not members of the SCV that are all about trying to tell us what to do. And it really, really gripes me when you find out they're part of a smaller heritage operation and that they, are, they have no clue what they're going to do either. So it's like the old, uh, I don't know, I think it was my grandfather said, hurry up and wait. That's what he used to say. Well, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to sit here and we're going to hurry up and wait. And now, I believe we have some good men coming up and then the waiting is uh, about to be done. We're in motion. I, I believe it is done and that we're actually accomplishing stuff at the national level. In, in South Carolina, some would say we're not, but I, you know, I think we are. 
I also would like to go out there and, and, and put this little tidbit out there. We can't accomplish anything without the membership, without you. Whoever listens to this, whoever shares this, whoever flags the general membership of the SCV, the membership of any heritage organization, everybody's got to be all in on it. in order for us to have some type of any semblance of victory and I I was trying to think yesterday of a, a good analogy and, and, and I'm going to put it to you like this how we got to care about our heritage defense just as much as we care about the Super Bowl and I know there's a lot of people in our movement right now that says I'm boycotting the NFL I'm boycotting I mean, you've, you're not really boycotting the NFL you just hadn't really watched the NFL in years anyway, so you're, you don't know what's going on. There's more people in our movement. I guarantee if you wait to Super Bowl Sunday and you go to somebody's house, you'll see more people in our movement in a particular location than you will at a monument flagging. And that is disheartening. You know, I have, when I was running the uh, Defenders of the Confederate Cross, full-time back in 2013 and 2014 when we really got to going I had one I guess if you want to call it one standing order forward the colors at all times no matter the circumstances no matter the consequences forward the colors and so we did the few of us that we had in the defenders of the Confederate Cross at the time we did we, if we went to a, uh, for example, Super Bowl party, we'd take our Confederate flags with us. If we went to a Easter egg hunt, we was there with our flags. Did it make some people angry in some situations? Absolutely. You have snowflakes everywhere. But we did it anyway. So, I think once again we need to start back in the movement in general of, of doing that we cannot be afraid to offend people and I think that's one of the things that keeps us held back is is the fear I, not really of offending someone the fear of having to be in a physical confrontation while we're flagging now when I say this I'm not endorsing violence but Hey, I've been flagging several times before and, and violence comes my way. You just got to roll with the punches. You know, I mean, you're, it's very rare, or at least it was. I don't know about now as much. But I, I still, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's very rare that somebody's going to physically assault you. But you got to be smart about it can't go out by yourself you can go out with one or two other people the more the merrier and keep your surroundings about you keep your head on a swivel put your back up against a wall that way you know no one can get behind you while you flag simple things like this you can successfully flag and not have to worry about being hurt but I'm going you know the question that really needs to be asked is well what is hurt if somebody attacks you on the street and a 10 second fight breaks out 
and you get punched a couple times or hit with a stick or screamed at or whatever, does that compare to what our forefathers went through? Think about this. Not only did our Confederate forefathers fight for freedom and go through a lot more hellish stuff than getting screamed at by a liberal or punched by a snowflake, but their fathers before them in 1776 went through it as well to ensure that you had what become the freedom of speech and expression and the Bill of Rights. So when you refuse to go act upon that First Amendment, that freedom of speech, and to protest or flag and showing your support of our, our Confederate forefathers, you have essentially spat on the original rebels of 1776. All I'm saying is, we collectively in the movement need to stop being afraid and get out on the streets. Street activism is where it starts. If street activism isn't important, if it isn't a big deal, the SPLC, the ADL, the NAACP, and everyone else would not use it as an, a tool to get what they want. Would they? Sometimes, we just have to bite the bullet and do something that is uncomfortable or new to us. And I realize, I understand that not everybody can go and have a protest or be in part of a protest on behalf of our Confederate heritage or a flag rally at every, every time one pops up. But you can be at most of them. Especially if it's just inside your own state. Now, if you live in the state of Texas, that's a pretty big state to have to get across to one side of us. Not like South Carolina when you can say, well, you know, they're having a flag rally in Myrtle Beach. I don't think I'm going to go to it. That's only a four-hour drive for me. And then vice versa. But there is a gentleman. He is on my Facebook uh, page. Not going to say his name. I know for a fact that most Sundays he drives three to four hours to the battery in Charleston, South Carolina to flag. Every week, just about. Or at least that's uh, what, what a, another individual had said about the flagging at the battery every week. And I know who does the flagging at the battery in Charleston, South Carolina. I know who does that. And I tell you, those individuals and the gentlemen that started all that are the most dedicated people we have. We all need to strive to be like that. He's out there every Saturday or Sunday, some, sometimes both, I believe. But he's out there at least once a week flagging. It's become commonplace in Charleston. Uh, to go to the battery on Saturday, Sunday, and there they are. So, those individuals, those ladies and gentlemen, are doing an outstanding job. We all need to. 
and and I guess this is going to be the challenge I'm going to lay out for some of my friends here in South Carolina. Let's pick out a a monument in somewhere in the upstate, and let's flag it every Sunday. Matter of fact, if I, if I had my my ways about it. I would make the suggestion that SCV camps in whatever county you are, find a monument in your county and flag it every week. If you have more than one, rotate them. But that's just my, my theory, my idea. But folks, it all goes back to the same thing. If we are not willing to sacrifice our time and our effort, then it doesn't matter how much money you throw at the situation. If you're not going to sacrifice your time, effort, and energy to put into this cause, then the cause will be eradicated by the liberals here shortly. we have to start making decisions on our own as adults whether you're a smaller heritage operation or a big one you can't sit around and wait on somebody to tell you that you can go flag or that it's okay to go somewhere and have a flag rally or protest you just have to go do it i think a lot of times we get caught up in the politics of it but i'm telling you just like nike just do it go to it and if anybody gives you grief let me know about it and I'll handle it for them so uh, I'm going to leave you with that, on, with that on this note I want everybody to have a safe and blessed day out there in Dixieland and God bless y'all and God bless Dixie.